Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Gary Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. This is Kelly Fox, and we are talking Step 11, Passion. And tonight we're talking about risk is courted. So courted can be kind of an older term, maybe not of the current generation, but courted is kind of like dating. So you're dating risk. So how are you with that? How are you with trying it out, seeing if it works for you, seeing if you want to make a bigger commitment (laughs) with your risk. So let's get into the conversation first by uh, bringing on my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much. I am so glad to hear that. We also have a awesome guest coach on the show tonight. She has been on the show a few times now, and we are excited to bring her back. Everyone, welcome, Tara Jarvis. Yay. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Terry. Always a pleasure to spend a little pre-bedtime with you guys. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, happy to do that. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't get together yeah. often enough, but I'm really delighted to. Uh, be here, and I'm really excited about this topic. Um, Good. It fits yeah, really nicely awesome. with some of the things that I've been talking about. So We love that. We love when everything works out that way. So please mm-hmm. remind the audience what is it that you get to do and who is it you get to serve, and then jump right in to what you want to say about courting risk. Okay. Um, well, um, I'm Tira Jarvis. And I run a company called Kefi Coaching. And Kefi is the Greek word for passion, if anybody didn't know that. And, you know, I work with women leaders primarily that are facing some kind of a personal or professional challenge. And they're looking for some um, guidance, teachings, tools, so that they can have some focus and fearlessly choose what's going to be next for them. Um, a lot of times, we don't have a network of people that we can feel safe around. And that's what I love most is uh, creating this container for really, you know, just to be able to brainstorm and come up with some solutions um, and not be so afraid, you know, is basically, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. what can be really paralyzing. And, you know, whether it's in a health space, I've helped people that have been like cancer survivors that didn't want to see themselves as cancer survivors anymore. And I've helped widows move forward after a loss. And I've also helped help people who've been fired that were completely caught blindsided. And you start to question your ability to make good decisions and your instincts. And it really is in a headspace that um, it's, it's a privilege to be able to work with people when they're, when they're trying to work through those kinds of things. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what's most fascinating about this topic, and I don't think there's any accidents, is I've been 
experiencing as well as the work that I do with people. And I've been doing some master classes on the fact that there's no question that we've got unprecedented uncertainty out there. Um, the pace of life, uh, it's like I can't even remember that there was a pandemic and things had slowed down for just a little bit, but the pace is just the velocity of learning and changing is just huge. We've got this hustle culture where it's like the pandemic didn't even happen. I mean, we're back to business as usual where, you know, you wear a badge of honor about how hard you work and everything. And so we deplete ourselves. But then we also have these unique challenges about the environment and the pandemic. And so nothing is the same. Nothing, nothing that we experienced prior to the pandemic is the same as what we're doing now. And, and so, and, and I do believe that many of us were impacted and maybe you guys have found this in your work as well. The pandemic affected everybody differently individually, you know, as individuals. And, and there was a, there's probably a scale of fear associated with it. Um, I think I heard a statistic, 54% of, 54% of baby boomers lost somebody close to them during the pandemic. So you've got, you know, Mm. life, you know, the mortality facing your own mortality. You've got the seriousness of the disease and all of those, I believe, have like DNA imprints, you know, at a cellular level because we were physiologically affected by whatever that fear was, right? And so the connection between fear and risk, which I've heard Rhonda talk about it as well, and you guys have, you've got to find a way to still risk um, or, or you're just going to kind of stay stuck, right? And so in the work that I mm-hmm. do, it's really about identifying what you can control and then getting in action. And one of the misnomers that I wanted to kind of point out is maybe you guys hear this too. You know, if I had more courage, I would take action. Or if I was more confident, I would do this. The reality is clarity, confidence, and courage come after you've taken action. <laughs> you just have to have the nerve to take the smallest little action, and then it'll kind of self-perpetuate itself. But um, the, the courage is going to come after you've decided to take a, a step. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys, how do you guys So true. So true. Confidence comes from taking those baby steps. Right. And, um, you know, expanding your comfort zone. And then you become confident in being able to continue taking baby steps. Um, Right. You know, courage is built by taking risks and uh, trusting that you're going to be okay. If you're not taking risks, then no growth is occurring. No courage is being built. So right, definitely right. We, we, agree with, we agree with that. I think that when we are really passionate about something, it's somewhat, mm-hmm. at least for me, it somewhat makes it easier to take those baby steps because, the drive or the the push behind wanting to do mm-hmm. something is greater than the fear of not trying or not right. you know going after it and or not saying it or not expressing it or whatever the passion is. Um, but I I think that for some people um, that's not true, and even though the passion may be great, the fear is even greater. And so they push away those passions. They deny those passions. They, um, 
you know, look away, um, walk away, don't give themselves permission to to open that up and see what it is and explore it. Um, and that's, that's what we're encouraging people to do. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, start to start to date your 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 risk a little around that mm-hmm. passion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, have you know, start a start a conversation with it. See if it's something that um, that you even like once you get in it. Uh, maybe as mm-hmm. a concept, it's really exciting. But once you start breaking it down and looking at all of the aspects of it it's not it's not as exciting anymore you know we've all seen that really cute boy but once we actually get to know him he's a jerk right so yeah you know getting a little bit closer and and breaking down what it is that we're passionate about and saying you know maybe this is something that I can take a little bit of risk with you know maybe I can um, buy a canvas or you know, get get a paintbrush or take a class or learn and, you know, get an app on my phone to learn a new language or whatever it might be. Watch a YouTube video on how to do this. You know, there's lots of little baby steps that we can take to get mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, a little bit closer to examining what that passion is and seeing if we can give ourselves permission to take a little bit more um, a little bit more risk, a little bit more action towards really discovering and developing what it is and um, being able to, um, you know, have that passion um, realized in our lives and then possibly even share it with others. Right. I mean, I heard a couple things in, in what you said, and because I, I, I do believe, just like in all the work that, we all do. I mean, everything really starts with some self-awareness and that's where you would get in touch with those passions. Right. And you would, you would really understand the things that are important to you and, you know, regularly doing those assessments around those things, but really being in touch with the why I think why you want something or why you desire something or why you're passionate about something is one of the tools that's going to allow you to mitigate the risk a little bit. The other piece, like you say, is um, it's not to, you know, overthink things, but it's to not be imprudent either. You want to have some efficacy and some ability to have just a right amount of stretch, not too much stretch. Because the mindset piece is the biggest thing that's going to stop you. So you want to try to be conditioning yourself to stretch and to take these, like you say, these baby steps or these small leaps, you know, in a calculated way, but not in a way that you, like, analyze things to death and you don't take any action. That you, you, you realize that it's, what's the worst that can happen? It's going to be okay. I'm going to do it because you've got to be able to recover from that. So we have to, I mean, mm-hmm. most everybody, including myself, we've got to get more comfortable making mistakes. We've got to get more comfortable learning new things and not being good at it. You know, when you're, you know, multiple decades old and you've mastered some elements of your life and now you have to learn new things, it's not comfortable. 
But if you stop yep. learning, no. it risks, that's a risk even to learn, right? So you have to be in a yeah. position to be gentle with yourself and allow yourself to learn and grow and make mistakes and fall down and fall forward, pick yourself up. And I think I heard, you know, failing is not, I think what they said is failing is not the worst thing that can happen. Not trying is the worst thing that can happen, right? There's some quote about that. Mm -hmm. You guys know what quote I'm talking about? Have you heard that before? I've heard, I've heard that before in lots of different ways, but okay. Yeah, I totally agree. And then I think there's some kind of, you know, when we talk about having good self-awareness and a regular practice of self-reflection and discovery is the ability to review and reflect on, you know, the things that you did and what you learned and maybe just a small tweak here or there would had made the results a little bit different or a little bit better for you. So some kind of constant mm-hmm. feedback loop around the things that you're doing. And it, it really comes down to, if we're in a perfectionist space and we can only be perfect, um, it's, it, this is not going to be a pretty picture. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. No. Um, but I think, we can, I think we can, our emotional intelligence, our sensitivities around our emotions and how we react to things, I think we can, we can all learn and grow in that area. And that will make risk actually more fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Dating is fun, right? <laughs> Getting well, to know like someone new. I de- yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely yeah. Getting like to know someone reference. new, going new places. Yeah, I think and there's one. I other, think doing something one, new can definitely be exciting. Right. I think the one thing that the three of us and other coaches provide, as well as the programs that we're in, it's a lot easier to do new things and to take risks. And to be maybe a little riskier when you're part of a support system, where you're a part of people that are thinking and trying like you are. So maybe it's your group, you know, your coaching programs or working with a coach or working with a professional so that you have some encouragement and that you don't automatically get too hard on yourself if it doesn't go the way you wanted, right? And and to remind you about mm-hmm. the positive things or the learnings or the things that you can be grateful for. Um, but Absolutely. you have to have some kind of an environment around that because if you're only around people that are telling you, well, I knew that wasn't going to work, you know, or, or not to make you feel comfortable in the fact that it didn't go exactly the way you wanted, you, you might not try again. So true. So true. We talk about the importance of what we call a fear buster team. And there's Uh um, different roles in that fear buster team and making sure that you have people in each of them. So you have people Uh that are cheering you on, who are your support team, uh, those friends that you can call up and remind you how wonderful or amazing or smart or whatever you need to hear. Um, Uh You have those voices of experience those wise counsel, powerful partners, and that you have the people that, um, that can support you through. And Rhonda says, uh, no one can be fearless alone. And that is very right. true. We can't, we, can't do it on our, we can't do it on our own. We need support. We need someone around us um, who has our back, who can remind us of um, 
you know, our growth that can hold us accountable when we need it, uh, that can inspire us, that can um, leave us some breadcrumbs along the way, whatever Uh it may be. Um, It's definitely important to have support, um, especially when you're out there taking, um, you know, intentional risks. Uh, doing things you've never done before, doing um, doing things that you don't know if they'll be successful, um, mm-hmm. you know, really stepping out and expanding your comfort zone, those are the times that you're going to need that support even more. So, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. Terry, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I'm uh, really enjoying listening to this. That's very good. Um, I, I, for me right now, I've been uh, really focusing. I'm reading a book with uh, some of my colleagues in a group that I'm in, um, which my, most of us have read Think and Grow Rich, but this is mm-hmm. Think and Grow for Women. And it's written, oh. written with a whole uh, perce- perception of, of women because the other book was written at a time when it was just written to men, really. And um, and it's been fascinating. And uh, I think one of the things that has really resonated with me is, uh, you know, having this passion or burning desire uh, that, you know, makes you you want to get out of bed in the morning and Mm -hmm. uh, leads you to that willingness to take risks because you have this clear, uh, you know, passion that you, for me, it's what I was created and why I'm on the earth. And uh, just recognizing that as being the motivation behind taking risks. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Kelly was mentioning taking baby steps. Of course, we know that, you know, you can first take little stretches and risks and be broken down into stretches. And the more you break them down, the, the more you're... Um, comfort zone expands and I've just had some really amazing abundance in my life this past year where I've uh, had a lot of uh, because I'm a recovering perfectionist it's easy for me to to sometimes doubt my my worth Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. because it's an addiction and it's you don't it doesn't go away you just have Mm -hmm. to mitigate it be aware of it and then uh, have the mindset that no you you know do it practicing and doing what you can when you can the best you can is uh-huh. to to function in life and make progress but it's uh, amazing to me that when I stop and reflect you're talking about taking that opportunity to reflect where uh-huh. you are reflect upon the clarity of your um, your passion uh, reflect upon the paths that you've chosen and the choices that you make at every decision point I stop when I can stop sometimes and I'm writing my gratitudes and my acknowledgments, which I do faithfully, I can see that, you know, I think when I was probably about 21, which was only a few years ago, no, <laughs> I mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think of some of the things that I thought were really important that I had a lot of passion around and I can see how my life has changed based upon and I like to call them challenges rather than failures, have been mm-hmm. how my life has changed based upon the circumstances that were, you know, knocked mm-hmm. you off the side of the head. 
and mm-hmm. gave you that opportunity to really reflect and make those adjustments in the way that you think and the way that you speak and the way that you act. And as you as you can reflect on those, even if they're only, you know, those, that's a long time ago and I'm looking, you know, way into the past, but you can look into the present as well about what decisions you're making, what words you're using about yourself and others, what actions are you taking? Because for me, I'm a lifelong learner. That's one of my passions. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love to learn new things. Now, that can be mm-hmm. really supportive or it can be a challenge because then I want to do everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's that awareness. And then, again, reflecting and then redirecting the use of your time so that it's clearly uh, associated with your passion. Because mm-hmm. I can get very distracted. And then I get kind of splintered in what I'm doing and focusing on. And what you focus on is what you achieve. So it's really interesting uh, thinking about this uh, this book because the chapter we studied last week was imagination and creativity. And one of the mm. things that I've noticed in my life in reflecting is I don't do a lot to have fun. And mm-hmm. uh I'm I'm going I'm focusing on taking action to do things that I that are fun and that are imaginative because that then increases my capacity in my business life to be more imaginative and to bring to say you know work doesn't have to be not imaginative and not fun you know it doesn't have to be this I'm going to work 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 and mm-hmm. make these many calls blah 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 but it's more guided by the joy that I can bring to others' lives, that I can serve mm-hmm. others in a way. It's not the the number of people in, in the workshop or the amount of money that I'm making. What really is important is how am I serving my inner joy as well as the inner joy of others mm-hmm. by sharing mm-hmm. that. You know, this ama- these amazing tools that we have, at our, we have in our hands to share and give mm-hmm. to people. You know, at getting rid of expectations and building your muscle of intention and mm-hmm. gratitude and acknowledgments and you know, it's just there's so much that we can share with people that can help them to clarify their passion so that they're mm-hmm. living, you know, in this this space of of joy. And mm-hmm. uh that's why we were created. And you know, and the right. challenges help be able to discern joy from uh, you know, from challenge. And right. we learn those challenges. I mean, when I look back on my life, I was like, gosh, what did I learn the most? When I went through those challenges, that's when I mm-hmm. learned the most about myself, right. about my passion, and about how to, you know, how to serve others. So I think we're we're kind of all talking around the same, you know, the same content. Uh, mm-hmm. Just maybe look at it in, in a different way, but it's definitely clarity of your purpose that guides you mm-hmm. to Mm-hmm. risk because if you're passionate about something you're going to take the risks and the tool is being able to break those risks down into into uh stretches so that there's not so much fear you know things you know you can do that can guide you then to the next step to the next step so that it ends up you've really really made um you know advancement in your ability to either think act or speak in a way that's in alignment with your mm-hmm. passion yeah mm-hmm. One of the things that's been coming up for me personally recently is 
I think, and you hit on it, it would, would, it, I'm just going to bring it out to the forefront a little bit. I believe you can be passionate about something and still not be willing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. It, it's, it's the willingness that the willingness to, and, and, and what's been confronting me is self-belief. Like, do I, do I really believe that this is what I want to align my resources to, which could be time, energy, money, creativity, could be any of it. Right. So, you know, what's my willingness to have what I say I want. Right. And, and actions speak louder than words. So you can look at action and see if there's a breakdown there or not. But it really comes, there's, you know, are you ready? That's one thing. And are you willing? And then you've got able, right? Are you ready, willing, and able? And um, able could be a skill, uh, but willingness is going to be more of a attitude and a behavior Mm -hmm. and a a motivation almost, right? And so I think they all go hand in hand. There's no question. There's no question about it. And in the work that we do, I truly, you know, we skip over the being healthy, and that could be physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. Um, you know, the mental crisis that's going on right now. There's a lot of people that are are hurting, and so you guys like to use the vehicle thing about the passion and the fuel line on the purpose and fuel. I love the car car analogy, but if if you're not healthy all of this stuff becomes harder because you're like on three cylinders or something. You're like, it has to become the paramount thing that you will get healthy and stay healthy so that you can do the things that you really want to do. And then Terry, you mentioned get the focus part, all the distractions, all the things that are out there that are competing for our time and our attention doesn't give us a, you know, again, you could have all the passion, you could even be willing, but all these external things, are going to um, cause you to have breakdown. And I just think, again, it's back to controlling what you can control and figuring out those few things that are really the most important. And so um, I'm just going to mention that I've been doing a master class lately. It's called Stress Less, Live More, Three Vital Resets to Restore Balance and Elevate Impact. And the three vital resets are around self-care, boundaries, and priorities, right? And it's still all the same stuff that we all talk about in our various coaching programs, but it's just looking at them a little bit differently in the terms of as bad as it is, we get to hit the reset button on our life anytime we want, just like our phone or just like our computer. Or the other day, YouTube went all crazy on my television. So back it out, put it back in. We get to reset our lives anytime. So um, we just have to recognize that that is something that we have control over. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, and uh, I'd love for you to share with the audience how they can get a hold of you. I know you were talking about you had an assessment that you yeah, I, um, wanted to yeah. share. What I'm going to do, I, 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 got a, I got on the group, and I'm going to put it, I, it's a PDF, so I'm going to put it in the files, and I'll reference in the group that it's being saved in the file. I think I can do that. And, you know, just real okay. quickly, it's, it's, a, it's a very quick assessment. It's only five questions. It's what's something that you've always wanted and you've yet to create? What stopped or blocked you? If you hadn't been stopped, what would you have done next? And then what resources do you need to move forward? And then what's the next right action that you would take? 
And if you can keep it as simple as you can, the risk is not going to be as intimidating, right? Um, and so yeah. it's, just a, it's just a tool to use, and I'll set it in there. It's got my contact information on the form as well. And I'll put the link to my, um, my upcoming event in the comment as well. So I'd love to have anybody join Thank me. You. I just, this, is, this is lifelong work. Um, kudos to anybody that's listening and for you guys continuing to do the deep work that's necessary. Um, you know, we're not born knowing this stuff. And it's going to be a continual journey to, you know, master the skills that we, it's life mastery, it's self-mastery. And, um, but living a life without courage, I think I remember one of the quotes that was in one of the big times in my life, Terry, was that you can't discover new oceans without the courage to lose sight of the shore. You know, you have to see yourself almost adrift and trust yourself that you're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big part of this that's book cool. is that, that belief. That's one of the big steps is, you know, believing. Right. And uh, you know what 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 is uh he says, anything you can believe you can achieve. You know? Yeah. That's one of, the, one of the things that and now I can't even remember the name of the guy that wrote the book. But anyway. That's so tell one me, of the you things. said the book is Think and Napoleon Grow Rich for Hill? Women. Yeah, Napoleon Hill. Yeah, Think and Grow Rich for Women. But so who's this one written by? Is- uh, is Lecter, I think her name is Lecter. She okay, was one of so his somebody, associates that worked with him quite a bit. It. Okay, okay, no, I like yeah, that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, book, I, so I, I, I really like it. All right, we're at, time's up. All right, ladies. <laughs> time's up, time's up. Thank you so much okay. for being here with us. We want to we want to uh, remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. If you'd like to know more about Fearless Living, go check it out at fearlessliving.org. You can find everything about Terry and I and Fearless Generations at fearlessgenerations.org. And we'd love for you to go there and check out all the things that we have available, plus all the nine seasons of uh uh, of the podcast are there for you as well if you'd like to go back and listen. Uh, and a lot of the guest coaches' information is there as well on the guest page. So go check it out. Lots of great info. And uh, we appreciate you coming each week. We appreciate um, you, Tara, for coming out with us. And until next time, everybody, be fearless. hmm Be fearless for sure. Great to talk to you, Sarah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. thanks.